Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. I'm your host Stephen and joining me today is Nick. You're back. How are you, mate? I'm back and I could be better after this morning's debacle uh, in our time in Australia. Was, we'll, we'll get into it in more depth soon, but it was a very frustrating morning for us, Jonathan Aikos supporters. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. No, nothing's lost. We've still got the cup final as well. Yeah, b- big episode on, on all fronts, really. Not not just the league, Europe, Greeks abroad. It's, it's, it's all happening. Yeah, everything to talk about this week, Nick. And as you said, it's, it's there's a lot to get through, but... We intend to cover as much as we possibly can. If we miss anything, then, uh, well, we'll talk about it this uh, the next episode. I mean, we, we, when, when me and Christian did the last episode, a couple of massive things, well, not massive things, but bigger things happened immediately after recording. So I presume that after we finish recording, something huge will come up and we'll miss it. So Because that's just how it goes. Uh, but let's start with the Super League, Nick. So firstly, we go to uh, Ayek, 3-1 winners away at La Mia. Uh, Vida scored in the 17th minute, then uh, Eliasson scored in the 41st minute, Stefan Zuba was, scored a th- to make it 3-0 in the 63rd minute, and Sid Clay got, got one back a minute later for La Mia, but that was how the game ended. This was an interesting game, Nick, for multiple reasons, because we, we, just, we just spoke about it before we started recording. So, Garlitos... The, their, their main man this season, the the player who's kind of not, not been the single reason why Lamia are where they are, but he's one of the big reasons. Uh, yeah, he's, had yeah. accumulated a lot of red cards and under Super League ruling, the club can pick a game, I think, is it within the, the, the next three fixtures to like take his suspension, if I'm not mistaken? I'm not sure what the time limit, the, the, the match limit is, but they, they don't have to serve it like any normal bloody country around the world. It's not the next game. They can pick. Yeah, yeah. So, Which is a disaster in itself, that rule. Yeah. So a shocking rule. And so Gadlitos wasn't there. So number one number one player wasn't there to play Aik, which, um, which was interesting choice by their part. And then it came out after the game from uh, La Mia's coach, um, Christos Vogel. Um, sorry, uh, Leonidas. So Leonidas, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. That's it. Leonidas Vogelos, that um, the, the other players, Sotiris uh, Zilulis, has assigned a pre-contract with Ayik, hence why he didn't feature either. So a few questions have been raised by a few parts of the f- different fan bases as to as to these two choices for Lamia, not ha- having two of their bigger players in the Ayik game. And look, th- to caveat that, they play Adromidos next week, and if they beat Adromidos, they will be mathematically secured. Uh, they, they will have mathematically secured the playoff places. But it is interesting that they picked that game Against Ayek, to, oh, yeah. to and and I and 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 you know Vokalos reportedly got in a bit of trouble for announcing that before the club were able before uh, Lamia announced it officially, and so there was talk about whether he'd stay at the club or not, and it turns out he is going to stay. But yeah, it's it's interesting that he kind of revealed that in a press conference after the game. I don't know any thoughts from this one, Nick. I've got a lot of thoughts as we were just touching on before we started recording. Um. Firstly, we, we we need Michael here to we need the countdown and we need his you know the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. More more talking points. For me, the Carlitos one, so it, this made news in our Panathanaikos circles, in uh, accounts, fan pages, our media, all that journalists. This Carlitos missing this game made the news about a week ago, roughly way before the game. And we're like you're thinking, yeah, right, the, 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 this is already fishy. But 
the the rules the bit the rules the bigger issue for me there mm. rather than than Carlitos. After the game, the Tiluli Swans just you, you shake your head, you shake it, you really do. Yeah, like if if that that's the the slap in the face that one. And 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 also, I guess I'll I'll play devil's advocate a little bit as well. I guess you could argue that. Ajax should be beating Lamia anyway, even with both those players on the pitch. You know, and in the game itself, they they did outshoot Lamia. They did deserve to win this uh, this particular match against them. But you know, Gadlitos has shown that he can turn up again in the big games um, against the against the, bigger, against the against the bigger clubs. And so that that was a big miss for them. But like I said, maybe 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 hope <laughs> uh, looking at it in a more I guess more balanced way that they are prioritizing. Adromidos. This is great. Yeah, but it's Greek football, and this is great. And this is the the same make as last year. We remember around this time last year, what was goalpost gate? Oh yeah, goal. goal even gate. even after that, with the, the foreign refs and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that was my 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 thing. Like, I you wake up. So that was our time in Australia. Was the Sunday morning, and you're like, how how on earth are we going to win a Protathlima if this is what we're up against? But then my club shut the bed the, the next morning as well. So it's a double whammy for me there. But yeah, no, this this one for me really, really stinks. It really it really does. Yeah, it's it's um, a strange one. But look, I, I guess I got the win. Good on them. They're still top of the table right. as, as things stand. But it's the, the gap is still only five points in the top four. So we'll get more into yeah. that in a bit. No, uh, all, all, all. No, nothing's lost for no one now. Um no. and, and I still who they've got another tricky sort of they got Artis. I think it's not uh, the next round, it's the last round. Final yeah, game, they go to Thessaloniki, yeah. They go to Thessaloniki for Adi. So that, that's not going to be straightforward for them either. But I think Balks are fairly straightforward. They're, they're two remaining games. What I was going to say, we, with Vokolos speaking out, again, this is nothing in the known. This is just me speculating, thinking out loud. He, as a coach, wants to obviously go out and win every game. Even when he, when he, when they mm. came to Leofotos the week before and they got a hard-earned draw with 10 men against us, just because he's former Panathinaikos, he wants to try get a result and win every game. And he's probably frustrated that he had it deprived from him. And that's why speaking out with a Tsilulis uh, incident. Oh, completely. And, and he, you know, he, full credit to him for what he's achieved with Lamia this season. It's far above and beyond Yeah, he's destined expected. for bigger things. I hope so, Nick. You know what? I really hope so. Michael because... called it oh, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I really hope so for his part because, I've you know, I wrote an article about Antipostogoglu and how they're... Um, and, caveated that with how there weren't enough there aren't enough Greek managers who are kind of giving up given opportunities and and there aren't a lot of kind of progression for young managers to go ab- above the second division at times um so yeah. it's good to see Vogolos get given that opportunity and kind of overachieve with Lamia this season and hopefully he gets a bigger move and hopefully that move is a good calculated one that works out because you know what the problem is it's the same with up and coming Greek players Nick once they fail, that's yeah. it. No more chances on their part. And it's a shame that's how it works. Because that's not... Yeah, well, former Panathinaikos boy, the, you know, the door, I guess, hopefully is always open for him. <laughs> yeah, you never know. If things don't work out with Terim, maybe you bring him but in. Not, not even. Not I even know, if I'm they do work out. He might be a short-term thing. Yeah, of course. You don't know. You don't know what the future holds. Exactly. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the next couple of fixtures. So, Bansaraigos, Adromidos, ball draw, two shots on target apiece in 90 minutes. Nothing much more to say about that. Adromidos can no longer get the playoffs. Um, so, it doesn't really mean anything. Bansaraigos have had a good season. They're probably not going to get, looking at the table, 
they're probably not in contention for relegation just yet, although they haven't won in the last five games. Next, we go to Basianina, 2-2 draw with Offi. Offi actually came back in this game, Nico. So Basianina went 2-0 up through um, Rosero and Conde, respectively, in the ninth and 19th minute. So two goals in the, in 20 minutes. And then um, Marco Bakic scored in the 86th minute, sorry, 68th minute and 83rd minute with a penalty. So good comeback win for Offi. They can't get uh, playoffs now either. I think that was mathematically confirmed even last game week. So that was a good comeback from them. Next, we go to Agrinio with Balk. 3-1 winners yeah. over Bonadoligos. Bonadoligos actually were ahead for the majority yeah. of this game. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they they went ahead. Five minutes in, they went ahead. And then an own goal uh, was the equaliser for Balk in the 73rd minute through uh, Dorion uh, Zivkovic scored in, a minute late in the 73rd minute and Gonzandelias in the 90th minute secured the win for Balk. 18 shots Balk had in, yeah. the, in, the, in the picture. So... <laughs> And, and they would have been nervy being down because their form has really dipped recently. They've had a couple of... Uh, we'll get onto the cup later. That's a whole separate thing. But they, they had that really bad loss to you guys at home. They lost to us at home the, the game prior in the cup. And when they went down in this game, they would have been hard in mouths. But credit to them because they did what we couldn't do this morning. They, they came back. They they fought for it. And they, they in the end, it was comfortable when it was backs against the wall. It's been a part. tough. It's been a tough month for Balk overall, and and <laughs> once again, after after, uh, why well, I, I wasn't the only one who praised Balk uh, with how they've been playing recently. But it's like I remember saying in the chat to Elaine that they're going to win the league, and I think that might be the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so me too. Me, I was I was the saying the same thing back months worked. ago. Yeah. Nick, it worked. My my, <laughs> I I gave them the kiss of death, but I keep saying it. They're not going to win the league this season. <laughs> well, um, they still might, you know. Yeah, of course they might. Any of the four might. There's no one yeah. out of it yet. It's the playoffs. That's uh, no, what I'm it. saying is, I, I still think they're second favourites out of the four. Yeah, yeah. Even even though they're going through hard times at the moment. Yeah, they're still they're still going to contest it to to the final game. I think. Yeah. I think it's we'll get into Europe in a bit, but I do think it's interesting how Europe will dictate what what happens with Olympiagos and Balk in the title sure. race as well, because that could make or break, but um, and more likely break because of the fix the demanding fixtures that both clubs have. Break with playoffs, but if you remember with your game back then, the the issue with bulk, the if it's going to be postponed and all that, and the rule is is if a, if it's a quarterfinal stage onwards, there's postponement. Yeah. We'll get on to Europe later and the draw analysis and all that, but you guys and bulk have relatively favourable draws in, in in this round of sixteen tie. Mm. So if you guys do make the quarterfinals, there there'll be postponements. I bet. Uh, well, uh, you'd hope. <laughs> uh, no, there would be because that's the rule. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So speaking of Olympiagos, two-one winners over Asteras Tripolis. Goodness me, Nick! It was heart and mouth moment for me for most of the game because we yeah. had to come back as well. So dominated the first half. Asteras had their chances, to be fair, and they credit they 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 weren't undeserving of going of going ahead if through a set piece. Although it was a bit harsh on our part through uh uh, uh in the forty-fifth minute, so just before half time. Uh, Mendilibar made some changes throughout the game, managed the game well again, good substitutions. And Ayub El Kabi is on fire at the moment, Nick. Scored in the 79th minute through a penalty, which which Daniel Pudence won. And then Pudence set up the assist for Andre Horta to make it 2-1 in the 87th minute uh, for El Kabi again. So good win for Olympiagos. Uh, uh, we are, 
I mean, we, well, our fixtures have been ridiculous like, in February naked, to be honest. So I'm, Yeah, I'm that was pleased. our January, yeah. Yeah, I'm pleased we've got the win. It keeps us in conversation for the for the title. Not that I'm saying that we're we're going to win it. I don't, um, I'm still taking it at one game at a time. But look, Asteros are a stumbling block for us. They really make it tough for us at times. And in this game, they did the same thing too. We almost stumbled, but we didn't. So I'm I'm pleased, Nick, to be honest with this, with this, well, we won. So I'm very pleased. Um, and and our, our fixtures going into the last two games are not terrible, but they're, they, they're not e the easiest either, I would say, with our last few fixtures, considering how we played against the teams that we've come up against uh, in it previously. But yeah, good win for Olympiagos. Um, and then penultimate game, Aris, 2-0 win over Volos, which also secures them fifth place, Nick. They can't fall lower than, than that. They're guaranteed yeah. playoffs now. Uh, Moron scored just before halftime. And uh, Karim Ansarifad, new signing, former Ayak, former Olympiagos player, yeah. scored in the 88th minute. Pretty routine. Volos had one shot. On target the entire game. Um, we played we played Volos, I think, in the final game. So watch them turn up against us again. <laughs> it's, but yeah, good win for Aris. Nothing much more to say about that. I, 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 unless you have anything you want to jump on quickly, Nick. With oh. Aris, they're, they're one to watch for the next week ahead because the regular season is over this time next week. There's, yeah. Even though there's two rounds to go. So there's a midweek game. They come to Leofordos to play against us. Then on the weekend, they host like two big games to keep an eye out on. Yeah. Interesting to see what, what sort of artist turns up in those games ahead of the playoffs. Mm. And, you know, there is something worth talking about, Nick, because come the end of the season, Volos may cease to exist. Because literally, yes. this this was the news I was talking about. Me and Christian finished recording and immediately this news came out. So Achilles Veos, who owns the club, has stated that uh, it, the club was never embrace, uh, embraced by the region and he, he'll walk mm. away at the end of the season if he will disband Volos if he cannot find a new owner. So he's been wanting to sell the club for a long time, more or less ever since they got promoted in, uh, to the Super League. You know, the club was formed not that long ago, a very young club. And I think 2017 from memory. Yeah, I think you're right. And and look, the biggest problem with Volos is there's there's two other clubs in the region that are far more supported than them. In Historically, they've as well. So... Why would anyone drop that club to support, drop their clubs to support Volos just because they're in the Super League? And so this, I think the way they've gone about it is all wrong. And he clearly hoped that, I don't, maybe not like the Saudis or the Qataris or Red Bull. Like I'm not saying that he was looking for them to buy Volos, but he clearly wanted someone like to come in and take them to that next stage. And I, I don't think they kicked on as much as he hoped they would because they only reached the playoffs once. And that was last season in the whole time they've been yeah. here. So yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with Volos if they go down, because does that, would that mean, sorry, if they were, well, if they cease to exist completely, because would that mean a second division team who doesn't get promoted takes that spot? Does that mean that a team that gets relegated stays up? Who knows? Yeah. I didn't think of that. That's that. Yeah. That's a can of worms. And and the club might not, he might just be saying that. The club might not even be disbanded. Who knows? But it's an interesting time for Volos FC. And well, I, I can't say they're a ton of fans because they don't think they have. I think even Adromitos have more fans than them. Yeah. And that's saying something. Um, And also um, the coach uh, is, well, uh, Angel Lopez was sacked. So 
Christos Gondis has taken over until the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, and and Alexandros Ziolis is, is his assistant, apparently. So yes, yes. Uh, the, the interesting times for Volos. We'll have to we'll keep tabs on that. And uh, well, but come the end of the season, we, we might not have Volos at all. Uh, finally, Nick, your boys, Panathinaikos, one-one draw against Gifisia. So bottom place, Gifisia at home. Yeah, I mean, look, well, so, Balancio scored to um, in the thirty-seventh minute. And then Schenkenveld, it was a high boot, wasn't it, Nick? Get himself yeah, straight, straight yeah. red card. And then uh, Milicelovic scored in the 68th minute to get a very good draw for Kifishia in their fight to stay up. As you said, they're bottom of the table. Um, and, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Nick, they gave us a hard game when we played them, including some extremely poor decisions from the referee. But we, we barely beat them away from home. When we yeah, like us. Yeah. Like us. We needed a, a second half goal. Mancini goal to win one nil away. They, 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 you know what you're gonna come up with against when you when you face them. That low block, they're gonna sit deep, try to defend, all that, as you'd expect. Um Terim, firstly, Terim didn't think it was a red card to Schenkerfeld. So yeah, that, um, but anyway, you, you pay the price when, when you're in the ascendancy and you pay the price for not from not going from one nil to two nil. And that's exactly what we copped here. And this is after the Lamia game where the fans returned. And we've had we've now had two home games against these middle to bottom lower half clubs in Lamia and Kifisia that are on paper. And give me six points and we've, we've taken two. There's four points dropped. And four points dropped from winning positions. And we were warned. Um, but we were warned when Terim took over, expect this when you, when you face these sides. So it's, it's almost like the Panathinaikos of old is back. Andoni and I have discussed this over the years for, for such a long time. Like Always trademark Panathinaikos, drop points in these games and win derbies. And that's what we're, we're now doing with Teddy because earlier this season it was win these games. We had a flawless. It was 8 out of 8 or 9 out of 9 record at one stage this season against teams 6th and or 5th and below, whatever it was. Now, and we couldn't win a derby back then. Now it's, that's been flipped on its head. Now, yeah. So as I said, totally flipped on its head. And credit to Kifisia again; they had a game plan. They they executed it. No doubt the red card helped. But we we had the ball in the back of the net for two nil, and it was it was the right call. It was offside. And Schenkerveld, he's an interesting case because he was captain. He was made captain when Kurbelis left under Jovanovic. Terim came in and demoted him all the way from captain to fifth choice centre back. So game time was a bit less frequent for him, even though he came in and played a role, a big role in the cup uh, progression. Um, yeah, then there's this red card. He, yeah, okay, Dean, I never rated that that signing, yeah, loan signing. Hopefully, it looks like Schenkerfeld now has surpassed him in the pecking order again, but then there's this. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, uh, when it was, they, they scored right after the Arao own goal and yeah, that that we were lucky that didn't end two one to Kifisia in the end. There was a chance uh, Lodigin and Ugo Vitor how they kept that out I don't know. Bearing down on goal two on one just with the goalkeeper to beat and I, I shut my eyes. I thought Kifisia were going to win it in, in stoppage time. Bigger picture. Um, we're only three points off first. Uh, I said all along from probably September October when we when we were losing those derbies. It's crucial that we enter the playoffs. No more than three points off first. Because my belief is if we're th- four, four or more points off first, 
not that the, we're not mathematically out of a title race, but in my eyes, at least we're out of it. At the moment, it's three points, so we're not out of anything. However, we can't think about the playoffs yet because on paper, they should be six points, Artis at home and Offie away. But if we can't get six points from Lamia and Kifisia, you don't know what's going to happen against Artis and Offie. So big week ahead for us, massive week. We're playing for our season this week in my eyes. I mean, and again, it, it changes. If we win these next two games, we enter the playoffs on a high again. I mean, because our derby records have improved under that. We we got we've knocked Olympiacos and Balk out, albeit on penalties. We really were a minute away from beating Ike away. We got a good win up at Tumba. We've beaten you guys at home. So we we got to stay within three points. Is what I'm saying. And to mm. do that, six points out of six is a must, or else. I mean, obviously, you guys played 120 minutes as well, which we'll get into in more detail. But that must have been no a excuse. contributing factor no excuse. as well. No, no excuse. No. I don't. I don't. I, it was it's still a strong enough team. It was it was almost full, full strength at the the starting eleven, bar a couple of players. Basically, Limios and Lodigin and Schenkerville. Fair enough. I mean, no, I, no excuses. Not not good enough, and got what we deserve. Sure. Got got to do better. Uh, I, well, now we look at the table. So Aik top with fifty five points. Balk. Second with 54, Banathanaigos third with 52, Olibiagos fourth with 50, Aris by themselves on uh, 41 points in fifth, Lamia uh, on 34 points in sixth will secure the playoffs if they win against the Tromitos next uh, on Wednesday, Asteras Tripolis on 30 points, Ofi, Banzaraigos and Adromitos all on 24 points, Banadoligos on 19 points, Bastianina, Volos, and Gifishia all on 17 points. So that is the Super League table as it stands, Nick. Next round of fixtures, is, as we said, is midweek um, on the 28th of February. Volos host Ofi, Asteras host Gifishia, Adromitos host Lamia, Panadoligos host Olibiagos, Aik host, uh, host Bastianina, Bansaraigos host Balk, and the big game of the round, Banathanaigos host Aris at Leoforos. So, some massive games in there. Like I said, yours is almost certainly the standout, I would say, Nick. And like you said, it, Aris are a tough team. They're a bit hot and cold. But... They've beaten us this season already yeah. in the away game. Yeah. And that's the likely opponent for the cup final. I was going to say, this Another is... Another the... reason to put a strong showing in. I was going to say, this might be the dress rehearsal for the for the Greek Cup final. Yep. 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 So that'll be particularly interesting. Olympiagos as well, Banadol hosting uh, being hosted by Banadoligos. Shouldn't have. Well, in, in theory, we shouldn't have too many issues. It's just more about rotation for us. Same with Balk as well against Banzaragos. Shouldn't have too much trouble. But look, I mean, all of these teams. Uh, you know what it is? I think even even though Ayak have only lost one game this season against Offi, all of these a lot teams. Of draws. Yeah, a lot of draws. So all of these teams have potential to to nick points against the the bigger their bigger opponents. So and and obviously we'll keep an eye on. Obviously you got to keep an eye on Aceros, Kifishia and um and Lamia Dromidos because sorry Adromis, Adromidos Lamia because those are the games that decide who finishes sixth. So that'll be extremely Lamia in sixth are gonna do are gonna be better than Volos last season in sixth. Oh God, I think so. They play, they, I think they just are more of a tough nut team than they are. And I think that they are going to cause issues in the playoffs massively. Yep. If they, yep. if we, they we've already copped it. Well, I mean, we copped, we were the only team that copped it against Volos last year. Nilo at home. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, so we'll quickly go to the Greek Cup, Nick, because it was a it was a really intense game between you and Bug by the looks of it. So Bug went two 0 up in uh, in uh, well they, they, in in ninety minutes, Zivkovic scored to level the tie. Then it goes to uh, at extra time where Bug go two 0 up, and they think they they thought they'd gone through, but yep. yep. Former player Dimitris Limnios scored in the 129th minute to secure penalties <laughs> between the two sides. And it was you boys, Banathan Igos, 6-5 on penalties, who go through to the Greek Cup final. Nick, I'm sure you were yeah. you were loving it, despite the fact you lost... Well, I mean, it doesn't matter if you lose 2-1. You still go through on penalties. So two penalty shootouts. In fact, that's three overall this three. season, Nick. Yeah. It's got to be a record. It, it has to be. I can't think of another team, especially in Greece, in one season that's not only won three penalty shootouts, that's won three penalty shootouts with three different goalkeepers. Brignoli, Marseille, <laughs> Lodigin Olympiakos, Dragovski, Pauk. That's got to be some sort of record. When it went to penalties, I, I had a good feeling about it because of our previous two encounters with penalty shootouts. But before that, we've got to talk about the game because that was an awful 90 minutes initially. Again, lost in the 90, got what we deserved. Unlucky. Pauk were the better side. Not that they had major, major chances, but they were the better side in the 90 minutes. They they deservedly forced the game to extra time. And then, yeah, the, the killer blow was conceding that soft goal off a corner, the Kedzura header. I thought it was game over then. No way did I think we would come back. Yeah, just, just the craziest. I've never seen a game like that ever. Craziest game I've ever seen, for sure. I, I can't recall anything like it. I hope, we all hope, what supporters, I mean, even fans at the stadium, Baba Rahman with, with the doctors and I think it was ambulance on the field. That was a lengthy stoppage. Yeah. Didn't look good, but I think he's recovering, last I heard. Yeah, he's he put out a post kind of, you know, for his appreciation and of, of, for the people concerned with him and hopefully he has a speedy recovery because it's never nice to see a football player go down like that on the pitch. It's, and and, and the, Straight the, away. Players, the players and the medical Both staff sets. reacted really quickly. Both sets of players were screaming, mm. stop the game immediately. <clears throat> and yeah. I think in a, in a roundabout way, that lengthy stoppage helped us. Yeah. Because it sort of not calmed the nerves down, but extra time to talk to our bench and regroup. And we knew there was going to be a lengthy amount of injury time added and, well, I think it was 10 minutes oh, was a few days ago now. I think it was 10 minutes, whatever it was, and we did it in the ninth. Mm. And that's what Limnios is. Limnios, especially returning from, from his injury layoff, he's not going to be someone that gets the ball, dribbles and beats five, six players by dribbling. It's one touch, shoot and goal. That's exactly what it was. But the, the key players, Yeremeyev in the build-up, Aral, phenomenal in that. He was major, major role in that build-up to, to find Limnios and... He put it away very nicely, didn't celebrate against his former club. And as, as I said, when he went to penalties, he, my, my gut feeling was that we were going to do it. And we did. But that's not to say I thought it was going to pan out like that. 6-5 it finished. It, every single outfield player in the end took, took a penalty. Mm. There were a lot of misses from both mm. sides. Sporar missed our first penalty. That was probably the worst of our penalties then. Well, actually, no, Limnios, had, Limnios was the worst. That wasn't even on target. That, that was a shocker. Um, then so we were down from the beginning in the shootout, and then they had a kick. Oh, wasn't I can't even remember who it was. They had a chance to win it at the it was end. Samata, wasn't it? No, no, I'm talking before that. Ah, 
they had a chance to make it, I think it was 5-5-4 five, five, and, and finish it off. And then Dragovski saves it. Then then we we, we go on. Mancini's penalty is sensational. Then uh, there are a couple of others. Then Schenkerville steps up. As I said, he played a crucial role. He put that penalty away. Then I knew personally, I've been saying this for, for months. I, I, I've said it in our group chat. When Samara stepped up to take that penalty, I thought I, I knew he wasn't going to put it away. I thought Dragovski would save it again. But I knew he wasn't going to score because I've been scarred with this guy for six months at Aston Villa. When we were in a survival battle back then, fighting for our lives, he was our main man and train wreck. You look at his career he's had. I don't know how he's had the career. I remember. I remember when he signed, yeah. And he was just a big-name player, big big, big transfer fee, and he was pretty, pretty crap. So uh, the, for the six months he tortured me at Villa, that's the least he could have done for me, missed that penalty. He did you a massive favour. And I guess now all the club, all the other clubs who may, well, whoever finishes fourth now in the Super League now has to pray that Panathinaikos wins the, the Greek Cup. Not that I've, uh, you right. know, Nick, obviously I support, I support your, your your most bitter rival. So I couldn't ever say I'd want you to win anything. But look, if if it secures Olympiagos Europe, then you're doing me a favour here. So very <laughs> very important for us. Well, we we could finish fourth. You just yeah. don't know what's going to happen yeah. this season. It's very important for us to, to get through and have this chance to, because the winner of this cup final gets Europa League. Yes. Hypothetically, if we finish, if it all goes awful in the playoffs, we finish in fourth. We play, we win the cup though. We go to Europa League, second and third go to the Conference League. Mm-hmm. And there's only That's one Champions League spot as well. One. Yep. Well, so, I mean, yeah. We'll play for- so, but that is it. Banatoligos are in the Greek Cup final, and Banatoligos Aris played Banatoligos. I think in a, a week's time or so. It's early yeah. March they play. I, I'm not quite sure why that. Yeah, I don't know. That way, sixth of March it is. And I just assumed they would play on the same day, but there yeah. we go. Great, great. Yep, Greek football. <laughs> That's um, the answer. Uh, look, it could be Aris in theory. It should be, but you know, Banatoligos held their own against them despite losing, and they they're not the worst team in the world. It could be amazing for them, but then I'd say that if Banatoligos got to the final, it'd be more of a guarantee that you would win. Whereas Aris, sure. they, Aris could very easily upset you. Uh, I would say, hmm. and and the, you know, there's still the debacle about where the where the home grounds going, where the, the sorry, the state of the final is going to be. We said last week, yeah, probably we all thought. Yeah, that's what we all thought. Volos with kids was all but locked in, but then it turns out that Oaka is somehow now the favourite. When we were told to move our games from Oaka, our European games, because it wasn't fit for use, somehow it's ready all of a sudden, magically. If if it's ready, it's a no-brainer. I hope it's Oaka. Fingers crossed it isn't. And then you get reports, artists initially saying, yeah, we're happy with it. Now that all of a sudden they're saying, no, we don't want it there because it's an advantage for Panathinaikos. It's just it's honestly just play play at a bloody Vikelidis. I don't care. Yeah. Give it to them. Put Panathinaikos fans in that stadium. I don't care. And, Obviously, and, though, but if, if we're being serious, Oaka. It should be. It's the national stadium. That's where every almost all teams play their you know domestic cup finals, and that's where where Greece should have theirs as well. But it's Greek football. And it will probably be involved. It's, it, it's not Panathinaikos, Olympiakos. It's not Aris, Pauk. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not they're, a proper they're, derby. They're, they're still going to be, we, we played them at Oaka. They're still going to be very heated and all that, mm, given the course. occasion. 
but you can easily have 25,000 on one end, keep a few empty base so the fans don't get near each other because it is grace after all. Then you've got the other 25,000 fans. Yeah, and install the security cameras and use the digital uh, ticketing, like you said you would, to identify people. Yep. Let's see if they actually do yep. that. Um, yep. Okay, Nick, next we go to Europe. Olympiagos through to the Europa Conference League round of 16 with a narrow 1-0 win over Ferenc Faros. El Cabi got the penalty in the 45th minute and we pretty much stifled them. There's not much more to say, to be honest. We played very similarly to how we did it in Birea. Uh, it was a t tough atmosphere in hung in Budapest, but we we uh, they didn't play. Not really. They they actually played better oh. in the first leg, if anything. <laughs> um, but we did. But it's also down to Mendelebar's tactics because he completely nullified their anything that they had going forward, and their their key man uh, Varga, who's been excellent for them this season, did in both games did barely anything. So I was yeah. extremely pleased. We missed a few absolute sitters, though. Um, one from Fortunis and the other from Bodens. But look, El Cabi got us through to the round of 16. Extremely pleased. Considering the season we've had, it's nice. We're having a little bit of a run in Europe. And also, Nick, the draw happened the very next day with both um, Greek clubs, Balk and Olympiagos, involved. And, well, I think they're fairly favourable. It's particularly ours. And, yours okay. especially. So, I hit the jackpot. So we'll start with Balk. Balk um, have drawn Dynamo Zagreb, who, as everyone knows, played Ajax in the Champions League qualifiers earlier in the uh, in very early on in the season. They're a decent. They're a decent team. Like they they they're more than capable of potentially knocking Balk out. But Balk have have played tougher opposition this season in Europe and have beaten better opposition this season in Europe. So there's every chance that Balk could do it. And I think, weirdly, I think that Balk having the second leg is better for them than it is having the first leg, or the home leg first. Um, because I think they can nick a result in, in Croatia and then go back to, to Dumba and, and, and steal it. But look, we'll have to see with them. It's it's not going to be easiest. Favourable. Yeah. Balk, Balk is a bit harder somehow because if you look at the, the list of possible opponents, yours looked a lot harder than Balk's. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then speaking and of, Balks is, is a bit harder, but honestly, yeah, we'll we'll get, we'll get onto it. We'll we'll save it for later. Actually. Mm. And speaking of, Olympiagos drew Maccabi Tel Aviv. So, on paper, this is one of the better draws we could have got. We we dodged we dodged uh, Frankfurt. We dodged we dodged you guys, Aston Villa, Nick. Yeah. We, oh, we, we dodged Lille, Fiorentina. It was, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't dodge. We, sorry, we couldn't play Frankfurt. Frankfurt was in our part, ignore me. But yeah, we, we dodged yeah. some very tough opponents. Milan, yeah. Yeah. And so I, on the, in that respect, I'm very pleased that we drew Maccabi Tel Aviv because we, and the home leg is, we have the home leg um, as the first leg as well. So that's massive for us. The problem we have, Nick, is that Olympiagos and Greek clubs in general are rubbish against Israeli teams. Our, our record is terrible. Like we got knocked out of the Europa yeah. League qualifiers against Maccabi Tel Aviv way back when, which meant we didn't. That's the last time we didn't have a domestic, like a full season in Europe. That they were the reason we weren't in Europe that season. Mac, I, I'm still, I still have nightmares about um, who is it? Uh, Hapoel Bisheva in the Champions League qualifiers mm -hmm. in sixteen seventeen. Awful game. And then Maccabi Haifa. Maccabi Haifa, mate. They they, they, they knocked us out. Israeli clubs just give me nightmares there. Like that, that four nil in Birea, four nil. 
Oh, it was. It's going to be played the the second leg. You you'll probably know the answer to this. I believe it's going to be played in Serbia. So from what's being said, it will be it will definitely be Serbia, but. It's not guaranteed. The, the the ground that it was meant to be played in was actually um, the team we played in the uh, in the Europa League uh, group stages, which was uh, Bakatopola. But for some reason, Maccabi Tel Aviv want an even smaller ground than that. So they want like a oh. four thousand capacity stadium. But there aren't going to be fans. Oh. There aren't. There won't be fans. No, not for the away okay. time. From what, from my understanding, there will be fans in the home leg because some people were asking me online. Yeah, oh, why wouldn't like, they? Yeah, but well, because of obviously the conflict, there was there's been games where they played in Europe where they haven't had supporters. But I yeah, from what I've read, there's nothing that suggests that there won't be home fans um, in Gareskagi. There should no fan. There's no fans in the away leg, but there should be fans in Gareskagi. And I'm sure that now that I've said that, something will come out today <laughs> that will say otherwise. But mm. yeah, the other one with fans is more interesting to keep an eye out on, given our links with Dinamo Zagreb fans. But yes. that's and that's obviously, obviously, a fan tragically lost his life between when when Dynamo Zagreb and Ajax played each other. So that's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be, and uh, hopefully, nothing like that happens again. And hopefully, UEFA have, have earmarked that as a game to make sure that they maximise security, which I think they would have. Oh yeah, well, they should have done that against between the in the Ajax game as well, but. There we go. So, yeah, very, very decent draws for Greek clubs. Hopefully both teams can get to the quarterfinals and that'll be massive for Greek football because of the Greek coefficient because we are we would be, then be in a good place to finish 15th in the in the overall coefficient rankings and then that gives us an extra European spot and hopefully that could kick us on to maybe having more clubs in Europe next season and improving further then. So, yeah, great. Good for good for Greek football and <laughs> Yeah, if they get through quarterfinal stage, which I, as I said, I think both have favourable draws. If they both progress, they could face each other in a quarterfinal. Yep, that's when Greek clubs can well clubs from the same league can face each other, and that would be, um, like I said, that would be a a riot it, it, in yeah. terms of the in terms of the atmosphere, but also it would literally be a riot. I think whoever wins, there'll be riots in whichever city yeah. <laughs> that team yeah. get knocked out in. So figuratively and literally, it'll be a riot. Uh, I guess next, Nick, we talk. Well, there's not much left to talk about, Nick, to be honest, unless there's anything you've thought of while we're while I've been droning on. But the big one, yeah. the big one uh, from Greeks abroad this week, Kostas Simikas, came uh, came off the bench in the League Cup final against Chelsea and got the assist for the winning goal from Virgil van Dijk's head in the in extra time. So Kostas Simikas wins two. Uh, essentially wins two domestic cups for Liverpool. First it, first with the winning yeah. penalty in the FA Cup final against Chelsea a couple of seasons ago, and now this. And ah, oh, it's, it's time to wax lyrical about Zimikas again, Nigo, because I love this boy. I love, he's my boy. And, and he, That's he's why the sport is yours. I know you love him. Oh, I know you love him. Not just he's your favourite he's... player, isn't he? Uh, in maybe in the Premier League, but that's because of the Greek bias. But look, it's not, It's it is partially the Olympiagos thing because he's one of the few, like, he's one of the few players that we've, developed while also you know he did get sent out on loan to multiple clubs but he he is such a good player and I think he's so underappreciated in the Premier League but not just by not all Liverpool fans some Liverpool fans do but I think just he's just so under uh, he's just not looked at as one of the better left backs in the league and I think it's such a shame because I've always said barring like probably 
probably Manchester City and Liverpool. Ironically, I I think he'd I think he'd have a he'd have a, he could potentially start for any of those clubs. And maybe that's me being a bit outlandish. But even Chelsea now, like a few years ago, I would have said no way because of Ben Chilwell. But now, in all sorts, that that club is in all sorts. Now that should mean for them no Europe in theory, unless they because they're still alive in the FA Cup. If they Um, don't win that, another year, yeah, they got Leeds. Then, um, yeah, if they don't win that, the disasters going on. And then, then also, Nick, they have to hope that one fifth place becomes a Champions League spot, so the other the other uh, European spots go down a level, and then they have to hope for a massive run at the end of the season to try finish uh, probably like seventh or eighth. Yeah, eighth, eighth. eighth. conference league. Well, yeah. Do you think they'll finish eighth? Um, I can't see it. No, I, I, I can't I, see it. You I look at the Brighton's there. Wolves have come from nowhere. Newcastle's going to be there, thereabouts. Well, yeah, I can't see it. As it stands, Nick, they're 11th, and they're only three points behind Wolves in eighth, but you, you look at the teams around them, like Fulham, West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, Brighton, even Man United, who I don't ask me how Man United is still in sixth. We had this conversation in the chat. We've spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, th- th- then they are not going to beat a lot of those teams, if I'm being honest. So any Chelsea fans listening, I do apologise because I, I do not hate Chelsea as a club uh, or have any any dis- any uh, you know, and just dis- distastefulness towards them, but yeah, I think that's it for Chelsea. It, it's just unbelievable. I, nothing like this in world football has ever happened before. It's yeah, the money it's they spend, spend spend a billion dollars. Yeah, is a pound? Sorry, a dollars. I'm in pounds. Australian. Yeah, pound sterling. Pound, sorry, a oh, billion pounds. Pound sterling, two billion Australian dollars. Then when you do the conversion, yeah, and it's crazy. But uh, yeah, look, good, good on Zimikas. He's showing why he's part of that squad. Hopefully, whoever is the next Liverpool manager sees his qualities and gives him even more opportunities. Or if he, or if he's told immediately that he's not in the in the manager's plans, he moves on because I th- I think he should be getting first team football at, at another big club, if not in the Premier League, in in certainly in Europe, he could play for a lot of the big clubs in Europe. And again, Nick, I I know I'm waxing lyrical about him, but I I genuinely think that's his quality as well as being a little bit biased as well. Well. To counter that, if, if he's the one that delivers the corner to send Grace to the Euros, we're all going to be doing backflips and waxing lyrical. Yes, and and that that's a good point. He's in good form coming into the playoffs, and we will. I look, we we have Janulis and and a few other players who can play mm-hmm. left back, and they're good players. But I think Zimikas is is that next step above, and him being part of the of the Ethniki squad come the playoffs is vital because we almost thought he wasn't going to feature because of his major injury he suffered in the last yeah. stage of 2023 so good that Zimikas is back fit and firing for that and uh, and he you know him and Klopp embraced as well after after the game so that was nice to see so yeah good for Gustav Zimikas to get Liverpool another cup i know van dijk scored the header but yeah, Zimikas created it uh, yeah. I I think that's everything, Nick. Is there anything else you want to quickly chat about before we we leave it there? Um, only yeah, we've covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, Cup, Europe, league, two rounds, big rounds coming up before this time next week. Um, Volos, Simikas, uh, as we we've been dropping hints, talking about it here and there, not not giving much attention to it, but it's under a month away now until Greece hosts Kazakhstan. Yeah, and that's going to be absolutely massive. And we will definitely yeah. cover that. It, it, even before that, you guys and Bulk have to play two legs of Europe, home and away, in the round of six. 
I know. Sorry, round of 16, home and away. This is all before those March playoffs. Two big European matches will be also two two league games. The regular season's over. Plus, not one, but two playoff matches. All in under a month. Oh, it's, it's all crazy. happening. It is. And, and, and it's good that hopefully... This is a this as you've been saying all season. This could be the season that Greek football kind of has a bit of a not a full renaissance, but just has a better has a better season than it has done in recent times. You know, whether that be in domestically and whether that be in in Europe and and internationally. Despite the fact there are still a lot of not just underlying but very clear problems with the sport in Greece. We the it's showing the Greece is showing its good side a bit yeah. more this season, and that's that's what we want. We want that to to be sh- to shine through, and hopefully, it culminates with us sitting here in our winter down under and your summer culminates in, in us talking about Greece's prospects at the Euros. Ah, oh, it's been a be been ten years, a long time. Oh yeah, time. yeah. I remember. I still remember the World Cup, Nick, when we were last in the World Cup, and it'd be great to be on the podcast and hopefully talk about all that, especially with the group that we've got. <laughs> if, if we that's qualify, that, that's a group of fire. Yeah. Oh but man! It's for us to dream at this stage. It's the players to do the job on the pitch. Exactly, exactly. And, and Greece it's are capable to dream, but yeah, of course they're capable. Yeah, they're capable of going out and also qualifying. Of both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what makes the, these two matches in March. Oh, two. Let's get past Kazakhstan. That, that's what makes this month of March, this international break, so intriguing because mm. they're capable of getting knocked out and capable of winning with ease. For sure. Well, I guess that's everything this week, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us on social media. And keep keep if you haven't followed us already on, on X, formerly known as Twitter, on Instagram or on Facebook, please give us a follow. And always love the interactions we get on all of our posts. We try our best to kind of chat with people whenever we can on, on any of the posts that we do and our blogs and our podcast episodes as well. And yeah, please... Uh, if you haven't already, if, if you're listening to this podcast, recommend it to someone who hasn't ever listened to a, a Greek football podcast before and wants to get into one or just a football podcast in general where people just chat shit about <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving, which is Greek football. And if you haven't already, please leave us a five star review because it bumps us up. We I, I looked at the analytics recently and, you know, we, we've had a fair few and we really, really appreciate um all the people that have left us like really really positive reviews whether that be just a five-star review and nothing or or making a comment about uh, you know the quality and and what they're listening to and so it's it's really you know confidence building for all of us to hear that so thank you so much for that and nick thank you so much for joining me today thank you pleasure's mine and we'll do it all again next week yes we certainly will we'll do it all again next week see you guys then Uh